Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our regular segment where we speak to great people from the world of sport. And today it is no different. I have Mr. Wes McCurtis, the Athletic Director of Cyprus College. Wes, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, Wes, it's my absolute pleasure. Wes, before we get into the nitty-gritty part of the conversation, Take me back in time. Who was Wiz as a young man at school? Wow. Uh, that, we are going a little back in time there. So, um, you know, I, I grew up in Lancaster, California, which is like um, high desert, um, still considered L.A. County, but kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, I was a pretty good uh, athlete as a kid. I played all the sports that you could think of even, even did things like BMX out there in the desert where, you know, we're racing bikes and stuff like that. Um, but basketball was really, was really the, ended up being the main sport for me. So, uh, I ended up going to Cal Lutheran university, um, out in thousand Oaks. Um, and you know, I wanted to be a student athlete. So, um, those first two years, um, you know, I had, like I said, I had a really good high school career. Um, I was basically just a practice squad player. Um, at Cal Lutheran for those first two years as a, as a freshman and a sophomore. Um, so, I mean, really my days were filled with all, all, all kinds of different things, kind of like we were talking about even before here, you know, kind of the day in the life of a student athlete deal. Um, you know, I was waking up 5 a.m. For, for those early practices. Um, then, you know, then we'd have class. Um, then I had two jobs at the time because I had to support myself through school. So, um, I had an on-campus job with the uh, annual fund office where we're calling alumni asking for donations back to the school. So you can imagine um, that was that was super exciting. Um, and then and then I had an off-campus job as well um, with the National Notary Association in in the San Fernando Valley as a marketing assistant. So um, I, it was it was really tough those first two years, honestly, balancing um, you know trying to. Um, you know, compete as a student athlete at a high level. Um, you know, I'm a first, I was a first generation college student. So, you know, no one, no one else from my family had gone. So I didn't really have um, any of those tips or tricks to really fall back on. I just had to figure it out. Um, so attending my classes and then, and then working those, those two jobs, my days were, were full. Um, but then, you know, that experience really is what got me going after my sophomore year when I decided to give up um, athletics and kind of just focus on my grades, um, my career after college. Um, but, but that experience, you know, those first two years, even just as a practice squad guy, seeing, um, kind of how the athletic, the athletics office at the college level worked and what type of resources were available for students. Um, some of the areas that I thought, you know, were, were lacking or, you know, that could be better. Um, and so I just thought it would be cool. That was really where I got the idea to be an athletic director. I thought it would be a great opportunity to, um, you know, provide those, those resources for, for student athletes, 
um, you know, kind of build a culture of, of your own, you know, when hiring coaches, staff, um, and really, um, you know, having people come together on a college campus around athletics. So um, I, after, after, you know, my undergrad, I ended up going to, to uh, Long Beach State uh, to get my master's degree in sport management. Um, and, and that's kind of where, uh, you know, I, I started at Cypress College as just a graduate intern um, in the sports information office and ended up being the sports information director. And then last year, um, you know, was my first year moving into the athletic director position. So, and it's an interesting time to do that, obviously, where halfway through my first season, we get, uh, you know, we get shut down because of COVID. And now we're kind of in a weird, a weird place um, where, you know, I have a bunch of mentors and other ADs that I, you know, lean on for, for, you know, some expertise. And even there right now, they're just like, Wes, you know, there's really no playbook for this right now. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really in the same spot that they're all in, just, just trying to, you know, play this day by day and, and figure out, you know, how to get our athletes on campus safely for the time being. And then um, as far as what is going to be needed for, you know, testing and those, and those sort of things um, when it comes time for competition in the spring. So that's where we're at. Wes, that sounds like uh, an amazing journey. Take me back to your college years. Yeah. Um, you played uh, you you played um, college sport at a very high level. Right. Your 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 days would have been filled with crazy working and all the rest of it. Yeah. How did you guide your exit out out of the college system? Like what like what was that like? How did you find a job? after that that whole college journey yeah so um it's 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 interesting because you know like i said at when i was when i was in my undergrad at, at cal lutheran um i wasn't someone who could just go to class and then you know have the money that i needed to you know uh live off campus and and do the you know do the thing had put gas in the car do the things that i wanted to do so um when i was in school i really just you know, I was a business administration major as, a, as an undergrad. Um, I had kind of a, a little bit of a background in marketing and some of those skills as far as, you know, uh, creating content, graphic design, some of those things. Um, so, like I said, that, that first internship that I had was, was as a marketing assistant. Um, by the time I got to my junior year, I was actually working for like a smaller marketing firm out in Calabasas um, where... You know, they, I had certain clients that I dealt with as far as creating content for them and their websites and their social media pages. Um, and really, it, it was just one of those things. Um, I thought that it was something that I'd be really interested in as a career. But as I started doing it at, at that time, I realized that, um, you know, I was, I thought I was good at it. I had the skills to do that long term, but it just wasn't something that I was super passionate about. Um, honestly. So um, I knew that really the only thing that was going to keep me going long-term was something athletics related. Um, and like I said, I kind of had that, that idea in mind of, of eventually being a, a, you know, an athletic director at the college level. Um, so, you know, I, I, I submitted that application to go um, join the, the graduate program at Long Beach State in sport management. And and once I got there, obviously I had to, to quit the job that I had, the full-time opportunity that I had at the marketing firm. So I 
pretty much had to move in and really start over in an area that I wasn't familiar with. I didn't know anyone out here in, in Long Beach, Orange County area. Um, so fresh out of undergrad, you know, I was working while I was a grad student, you know, I was working at Foot Locker. Um, I was working at, um, for the city of Irvine athletics, just, you know, working at parks, doing men's league type stuff, softball games, basketball, um, while I was again, working as a grad student and, you know, along with going to those classes for grad school, you had to put in a large amount of internship hours. Um, and, and that's really where uh, the opportunities came for me. Um, and like I said, I saw that internship posting at Cypress College, which is a California community college. Um, I hadn't even really considered, you know, two-year colleges, junior colleges heading into the program. I, you know, everyone goes in with the mindset, you know, they want to be the AD at, you know, USC, UCLA, um, those type of schools. So um, I thought it was an interesting opportunity for me. Um, at, you know, to kind of get acclimated with, with the community college level. So I took that internship in the sports information office. I was an intern for two months. Um, and then the, the sports information director at that time took another job. Um, so at that point, two months in, you know, the AD just kind of looked at me and was like, hey, you're the only one that's been around doing any of this. Um, so could you do this, you know, as part-time hourly just to finish out the season because again this is in the middle of the fall season so I mean they don't have time to you know recruit and hire someone full-time you know in the middle of the year so um, I kind of just took it over um, and finished out finished out that year and then pretty much had to apply for my own job at the end of the season and luckily ended up ended up getting it um, so I was the full-time sports information and marketing director for Cyprus for four years um, and then, you know, I ended up winning, uh, the brass top award, which goes to the top SID in the state of California. So I, I won that in my last year. Um, and then that's when I was really looking, you know, kind of for that next, that next step, that next challenge. And luckily, uh, you know, that opportunity came at the college that I was already at, at Cyprus, where I already had great relationships, you know, with our coaches, our staff, our alumni, our athletes, a lot of people in other areas of the campus. And, so I've, I think so far, you know, I've, I've kind of been able to build on those relationships and, and kind of, you know, they pass, pass the torch to me. And hopefully, uh, like I said, I've, I've really got one real semester um, as far as actual gameplay and competition goes uh, under my belt. But um, I, I, I think that, you know, I've, I've done a good job so far and hopefully we can continue to build, you know, moving forward here at Cypress. Well, I mean, the uh, positive from what you've been through is it doesn't get much more difficult than this. So <laughs> the future's bright. It's all up. <laughs> right, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to a normal season at some point, and, and hopefully it'll feel easy at, after all this. So we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, athletic director, well, what, does he, what does he say? Day to day look like. I mean, so many people are intrigued, especially in the whole college world and college sports in particular. Uh, athletic directors are a very important part of the whole system, and there's always that intrigue about what what they do day to day. You know, share yeah. with us. Yeah. So I mean, it, and it's a common uh, misconception, I would say, when people hear, you know, athletic director, and again, they kind of 
you know, throw all the different levels in the same category when you're talking about, you know, four-year universities, two-year colleges, and even high schools. They just think, you know, an athletic director at all those levels um, kind of does the same thing when in reality, um, those are three completely different jobs um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, so I can speak for, you know, what it's like at the two-year level out here in, in California. Um, since, you know, California Community College Athletics is its own organization um, run by the 3C2A. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like California's version of the NCAA. Um, but, you know, at, at Cyprus, um, kind of a, going through a day-to-day, -day, there's really not a, not a normal day um, in the life of an athletic director. It's really, um, you can come in with a plan each day and something will happen and your whole day will look completely different than you thought it was going to look. But um, as far as, you know, the main things that, that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis, I mean, I'm overseeing, um, you know, budgeting is a huge thing, budgeting as well as fundraising. They're not, you know, the most exciting things, but they're extremely important. Um, so I'm pretty much signing off on all the purchases for, you know, all of our teams as far as, you know, hotels, transportation, officials, you know, team gear, shoes, all those things I'm involved in, in helping with all those purchases, I'm involved in, um, you know, helping out with coming up with ways, creative ways to fundraise for our department, um, whether that's through, you know, selling advertisements um, in our facilities, um, in, on our website, on our, so, through our social media, um, so I'm working with our sports information director on a daily basis to, to you know, kind of facilitate some of those things. Um, I'm overseeing, again, I don't have at our level, I don't have an, uh, an associate AD or, or anything like that. So I'm working directly with our, with our staff every day. So, you know, equipment, sports information, athletic training, uh, compliance, eligibility. Um, so, you know, they're looking, they're looking to me for direction, especially in a situation like now where the whole, you know, everything that they're used to doing since they've, they've been around is, is being thrown off. Um, so, so I really have to give, uh, you know, step in as kind of that, that leader and make sure that I'm in tune with what's going on, what other schools are doing, um, and what we need to do to, to prepare for our season. Um, and then, you know, again, in a normal year, I'm dealing with, uh, a lot of the game management game management aspects as well. Um, so at our level, I have to be at every home event um, as the like uh, the administrator on site. Um, so you know, I'm I'm helping get you know our scoreboard operator, our student workers who are you know coming out wiping the floor, you know book, PA announcer. Um, you know, I'm letting officials in the locker room at halftime. Uh, there, there's really, you know, there's, there's a ton that, that goes into it. Um, but like I said, um, it's really exciting and, it, and it's really rewarding to, to have the opportunity to, you know, work with our student athletes and coaches on a daily basis. And, and again, I mean, that kind of even goes to, I mean, I'm working with, you know, support programs as well for our student athletes, um, you know, establishing things like our student athlete success center, where, you know, athletes can go in, um, you know, log hours, get tutoring, um, you know, be uh, sent out to other resources on campus or have them actually brought to our athletes rather than them kind of just, you know, wandering around trying to figure out, you know, where they need to go, who they need to talk to, what they need to do. 
Um, we've, we've created SAC at Cyprus, which is, you know, the student athlete advisory committee. Um, so I'm working with our, you know, uh, our student athlete leadership to get things done on campus as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and there's, there's new stuff, you know, kind of popping up every day. Um, but you know, I have a great, um, great support staff that I rely on here at Cyprus and I have great, you know, coaches who have been recognized at the state at the national level. Um, for what they're able to do when it comes to, you know, competition and just creating those strong relationships with their athletes. Um, so that makes it a little bit easier, but they're, they're at times it can be a little, uh, feel, it feels like there's just a ton on your plate, but, um, you know, it's, it's what we're asked to do and, and it's exciting. So at the end of the day, you know, we have the fun job, we get to work with sports and work with student athletes. And so I, I, I'm, you know, I'm thankful for it every day. Well, you're definitely grinding, Mr. Mr. Wes, <laughs> on the grind. Um, let's talk about your, your time in the system from being an athlete to now uh, pretty much the top of the chain where you're, where you're currently working. How much change have you seen in your time in the collegiate sporting system from being an athlete to actually being now a part of the, how can I say this, a part of the organization as a whole, but really the program director and whatnot, you know, involved in the strategic the decision-making of, of programs. How much has that changed in your time? Um, I mean, it's definitely changed. I mean, it's, it's changed in, in a number of ways as far as what's, not really what's important, but um, I mean, some of those things, you know, have changed as well, as far as the importance of, you know, social media and web presence, just overall online presence for, you know, college athletics. Um, that's something, um, you know, when I was an athlete that was starting to grow, but wasn't really a huge deal yet. Um, but, and that's one of the things where, you know, being a former SID, I understand, you know, what schools are doing and what resources are being provided um, to, you know, build that brand um, in athletics um, and, and then, you know, market that brand, you know, through original content like videos, you know, redesigning their, their websites, social media, all those things. Um, and then even it, that goes along with the branding even in your facilities. Um, so it ties in a lot to, you know, the importance of having top of the line facilities for these athletes um, they want to, they want the, they want the best. Um, they want to know, um, where they're going is going to give them every opportunity, um, to reach the peak of their performance. And they want people to be there and, and watch them, um, you know, at, at that compete at that level as well. Um, so I would say the main things, if I had to choose like three of them would be, you know, the online piece, uh, as far as having that presence in athletics. Um, really the emphasis on, I mean, the, the facilities have always been important, but the emphasis of those facilities on, you know, recruiting, um, it's really kind of everybody trying to outdo each other at, at this point is what it is what it feels like at times where, you know, one school gets, you know, a new, you know, they redo their gym or something like that. And then you got coaches coming to the ADs being like, well, they got this over there, you know, how am I supposed to compete with that when it comes to, you know, getting players and those things. So 
those are the those are the questions that you know I have to be able to answer. Um, and again, it comes down to having those relationships with your, you know, your executive team. Um, so the president, vice president um, of of your college, um, and being able to you know help start those conversations and hopefully um, continue to to move in that direction on our, on our own campus. And I mean, I'm assuming that's what ADs across the nation are doing pretty much at all times because those those are things that are changing every year where someone's always getting something new, um, whether it's new technology or some type of facility enhancement. Um, so you're always trying to build those things up. Um, and then the other piece of it I would say is, is really just student athletes have changed just in general, what, um, what they want from their experience, I think, um, what they expect their relationship to be with staff and their coaches. Um, I think has changed dramatically over time. Um, you know, like when I go back to when I was playing, the relationships with coaches, a lot of times it was just like, well, they told me to do this. So I have to, you know, no questions asked. This is what I'm doing. Um, that's not really the relationship that you get that a lot of successful coaches have anymore. It's just, it, it's just not, um, you know, our student athletes in, in this generation, they, they ask questions, they want, those strong relationships where they feel like um, they're being heard by their coaches if they have a concern, um, someone that they feel is possibly more approachable um, and, and, you know, someone that, you know, that they can come back um, to the college or the university after they leave and, and really still feel that, that strong tie um, to the culture of, of the athletic department at, at that college. So I think that's something that's, that's kind of been an added element um, in the last few years where really how coaches interact with their players, how, how staff need to interact with their players in order to create a successful culture in athletics um, is definitely something that's, that's changing um, and it's going to continue to change over time um, with you know, all, the, all the changes coming along here in, in, in college athletics and just some of the things that you know, are, are if, if, they, if we want this, this uh, if we want this model to stay the way that it is or, or anything like that. I mean, at some point um, the NCAA and, you know, some of these organizations are going to have to adjust their way of thinking if they want, you know, student athletes to continue to come and, and compete at their schools. So um, that's something that I think they need to take a look at for sure. Which uh, leads me into my next question is what future trends and developments do do you see happening moving forward, especially through after the times that we've, we've been through now? How does your college uh, really change now or the role of the college actually change? Because we've seen with COVID, there's been a huge shift online and digital. Um, hopefully once we have a, a, a vaccine and things are sorted out, we'll have a bit more person-to-person -person experience. But do you see uh, any changes as a result of what we've just been through? Do you think it'll go back to what it was? If so, why or, or why not? Yeah, I think that's, that's an interesting question. Um, and I think there are, there are minor things that are going to change. Um, but ultimately, I don't see any huge changes um, following that are related to COVID in any way, really. Um, 
other than maybe some of the ways um, that we meet and that we communicate with each other um, as far as, you know, even, you know, what we're doing right now, you know, sitting here on Zoom, I've, I've done, you know, hundreds of these Zooms in the last, in the last few months. Um, and I feel like this is something that's probably going to be here to stay um, as far as, you know, communicating uh, between staff, between administrators, and, and even between, you know, coaches and athletes. Um, I think this is something that um, coaches are going to kind of build upon uh, moving forward in, in those in those efforts to communicate with whether it's current athletes, recruits, um, or, or anything like that. And then, you know, we've even added a couple things, you know, at Cyprus that we weren't able to do before. But um, because of COVID and the questions around, you know, how many fans, if any, are we going to be able to have at games? Um, you know, right now we have a ban on in-person recruiting here in California. Um, so you're only able to, to recruit, you know, via Zoom or, you know, phone or internet in, in other ways. So there are things, you know, creative things that we're looking at as far as, you know, uh, at the community college level, there hasn't been a whole lot of broadcasting or streaming. Um, so, you know, we're finally starting to move in that direction as an organization where, you know, people have an option uh, instead of rather than having to, you know, go to the games physically, um, they'll be able to watch them online. Um, you know, for recruits at our level, um, typically, you know, the coach would invite them over for a campus visit. You know, they walk the campus, kind of, kind of show them everything that's going on. Um, this is another thing that we're looking at as far as having that online, you know, kind of the virtual tour um, option where, you know, in a situation like this, you know, where we're not allowed to recruit in person, it's kind of hard for us to expect a student athlete to commit to go somewhere when they haven't even seen it physically. Um, yeah. So that, that's something that we're looking at implementing to kind of give us, um, give us a little bit of an edge when it, when it comes to the recruiting aspect as well. Um, but, but I really think in the long term, I don't, I don't foresee, um, the situation we're in right now really changing a whole lot as far as how athletics is run or how it operates or what the expectations are moving forward. Um, I just, I think really, um, if anything, it's going to make people realize that how much they really enjoy, you know, those, that day-to-day -day grind of what they're doing, you know, I, when we were off campus, coaches, athletes, everyone's begging to come back, you know, to be on campus and be able to, you know, run sprints and, you know, go to the weight room and do those things, things that they may have taken for granted before, um, realistically. So I, I really think um, once, once this is all over, I, I think people, a lot of people are just going to, that have come to that realization are going to kind of have that fire relit um, to, to, you know, kind of go back to, if, if they were taking any of those things for granted, really starting to enjoy just the daily grind of it again. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's definitely with myself. Um, it's made me want that person to person in interaction. Um, right. it's, it's definitely some, something I miss and I'm hearing that a lot as well from many, many others. And, you know, we take sometimes the simple things in life for granted where really they're, they're they are priceless, but you know this is this has been a lesson to all of us, which is great anyway. We I think I think the world needed a bit of a reset. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you're you're right. No more no more just walking past people anymore. You got you got to talk to them. Exactly. You have to share. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's let's hop into the world of NIL. It's a big topic, especially in the most recent weeks. Um, NCAA comes out says we're definitely moving forward. 2021's the year. It'll be different across different conferences, schools, so on, so on. Totally understandable. It's um it's 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 going to be a big a big change. Uh, it has to be governed correctly. Yeah. What does the future of NIL look from your eyes, from your lens, from the way you see things? Yeah, I mean, I really the, the future of it for me um, is really again, especially at our level, at the community college level. Um, a lot of the times, you know, we focus on some of the struggles that our student athletes have, and, and at the four-year level, again, kind of like I talked about, even in my career, um, a lot of the, a lot of those athletes are dealing with, you know, some of those same issues as far as you know, food insecurity, housing insecurity, um, or just again being able, you know, being a four-year, especially at that level of a of student athlete, um, the expectations as far as you know, workouts, film. Uh, practices um, is so high and time consuming that you just may not have the opportunity to have a normal job like like other students. Um, and I really think that, you know, giving student athletes the ability um, to be creative, use their, you know, name image likeness, um, to be able to generate some some revenue, um, and kind of build a brand for themselves, um, whether that's online through social media, or through partnering with, you know, local businesses and, you know, maybe you're, you're the face of a car dealership or whatever. Um, you know, it, the, 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 it, we need to realize that, you know, yeah, some of these athletes, or it may not impact a whole, a whole lot of athletes that may be able to actually take advantage of this opportunity. But I mean, there are cases out there where you've seen high profile college athletes, um, who, you know, if they had an opportunity while in college could have capitalized on that popularity, um, and made, you know, a good chunk of money in their, in their college career. And they didn't have that opportunity. And then maybe, you know, they get derailed. Don't go, don't get to have the opportunity to go pro or they go pro and it just doesn't work out. Um, and now that, you know, they had four years of, of potential revenue that they have no opportunity to, make back. Um, and I just think, you know, putting that expectation on student athletes, um, and not on other students is just unfair. Um, in, in reality, I mean, we're not telling, you know, a business student that he can't start his own business because he's enrolled at the college that he gets a round of applause for starting his own business. Um, but in the case of a student athlete, um, you know, if, if they use, you know, their popularity um, as an athlete um, or their population online, whether it's, you know, on YouTube or Instagram, Twitter, whatever, um, to, you know, kind of govern whether they're able to capitalize that on, on that or not. Um, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So really where I see this going in the future, um, obviously it needs to be, you know, regulated because again, at that, at those higher levels, when you have, you know, boosters around and those things, people are always going to be looking for ways to take advantage of those opportunities. 
Um, so obviously those are things that, that need to be figured out. But as far as the community college level, um, I don't really even see that being a, being a problem, being an issue when it comes to, you know, boosters or, or any of those things. I mean, we have donors, um, but it's not, it's not at the level, um, of, as it is at those, at those four year schools, they don't have the same type of influence, um, that they would, um, at that level either. Um, so, so really, I, I, I think for us really the only, the only regulation that there should be, in my opinion, at the community college level is obviously you can't get paid to compete, um, in, in any sort of way. So if you're, you know, a, a basketball player, you can't go in the off season and, you know, compete in a league overseas and, and be paid for that. Um, but really other than that, I don't think what athletes, what, what they're, you know, uh, what they're able to do to, or able to monetize, um, outside of, of that, of being compensated for the sport that they're competing in at the college level. I don't think that there should be any regulation, um, out, outside of that, especially, like I said, here, here at the two year community college level. Do you have any pieces of advice of what they shouldn't do? Um, because this is going to be very new and foreign to, Many people. So, of what they shouldn't do or what they should do? What what they shouldn't do, like okay. potential rabbit holes, you know, things like things to, to look at. Everyone's going to tell you what, what to do, but what right. what they shouldn't do is not going to be something that's that's going to be related to them often. So, from right. from what you've seen, yeah, and I and I think really the only. Uh, other than again being compensated for for competing um, as like a professional or semi-pro or whatever um, other than that really the only pitfall I could think of um, is especially at our level again because a lot of our student athletes the whole goal of them playing community college athletics is to transfer to a four-year school right so um, they're still being actively recruited while they're competing as a student athlete um, at Cyprus and at the other two-year schools across the country. Um, so really the only negative that I see from this potentially for a community college athlete is, um, um, you know, having, being so caught up um, in, in monetizing um, yourself as a collegiate athlete um, or having, you know, uh, being endorsed by some sort of like controversial brand um, or product that you would become undesirable to the four-year schools who are recruiting you. Um, and, and, you know, just an example, you know, I actually got sent a survey the other day, um, you know, for community college athletic directors about this, this, this topic. And, you know, one of the questions is, you know, should, should athletes at the college level be able to be, you know, ambassadors or sponsored by, you know, uh, alcohol brands, you know, uh, cannabis, marijuana brands, those sort of things where, again, any other student can do those things and it's, and it's considered fine. Um, so personally, I don't think that that should be regulated for a college student if, if that's a way for them to make some money. Um, but that could be a potential rabbit hole or, or pitfall, especially for a two-year athlete. If you're involved with a brand like that 
and then some of these four-year schools that you could potentially you know sign with or or end up going to that could offer you a scholarship are then kind of dissuaded um from you at, as a student because of, of some of those associations that you have. So that would really be something that I would, you know, think carefully about um, before doing, make sure that you're knowledgeable about whatever brands or companies that, you know, you're associating with, um, make sure you have a full understanding of what some of those potential repercussions could be. Um, but other than that, I think I think this is just a slam dunk as far as um, how this is going to go and the opportunities that could potentially open up, you know, for student athletes. College athletics is only becoming more and more visible. It's going to continue to trend that way. There's there's nothing, you know, that's that's showing otherwise. Um, so I think this is only going to be something that continues to provide other avenues for athletes to, you know. Uh, support themselves through college and potentially, you know, set them up for careers um, after after they're done with college. Again, you know, you asked me earlier, you know, about me transitioning into the workforce, and you know, kind of like I said, where some of these athletes are are so, you know, so tightly scheduled with classes and workouts and all those things, they don't have the opportunity to work. This could be a potential opportunity to network. Um, outside of athletics and, and set themselves up for potential careers when they're when they're finished being you know collegiate athletes so I think it's most of it's positive <laughs> absolutely um, Wes thank you very much you've been absolutely amazing you shared a ton of insight a lot to learn from and um, especially those, those last few points with uh, with the industry heading into new grounds as, as they say they're pretty vital pretty important very important for students to take on board and learn because uh, in the early days we're, we're going to see a, a lot of sad stories that will be avoided later on because, you know, the early days are always the, the days where things are tested, few people are sacrificed for the, for the greater good. So it's very important to listen to the advice of those at the top, those that understand how you could potentially get yourself in trouble or what's, what's right and what's wrong. So once again, we're just taking advantage of just like, you know, some of the, some of these pro, pro teams, <laughs> pro athletes even get taken advantage of by agents all the time. So that's exactly, man. Exactly. It's life and it does happen a lot. Um, Wes, before we wrap things up, uh, where, where can people find you online? Yeah. So, I mean, you could find me on, on LinkedIn, just Wes McCurtis. Um, you could find me on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, underscore West dot W E S D O T. Um, yeah, those are, those are really the, the, the two or the three places that you can find me as far as social media is concerned. Um, so feel free to reach out if, if you have any questions or, um, or you just want to follow what we're doing in my journey here as the ADS Cypress. Love it, my man. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Wes McCurtis, once again, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Wonder Podcast. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder Podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?